It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Patton Heels for Imar Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. And thanks to Mate, Mate, Australia's most satisfied NBN customers, internet from 59 bucks. That leads us into talking a bit of footy. <laughs> not we, very well. We, 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 well, not if you're a Broncos <laughs> fan, no, but I'm, I'm certain uh, our next guest will want to uh, move further afield than the Bronx Ooh, because yes. it's uh, SEN commentator and Eels legend Tim Manor on the phone. Um, I know who you want to talk about, Timmy, this morning, and it might <laughs> just happen to be a game at uh, Amy Park in Melbourne. Good morning, boys. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really good Monday when you wake up after a win like that on the weekend. Uh, Anytime you beat Melbourne, always a good week. It yeah, but uh, it's, uh, it's a good start in the week. Yeah, no doubt, mate. It was the match of the round. Boy, it was a game of footy, wasn't it? It was. It was actually one of the best quality games I've seen this year. It was. Um, I thought I thought Parra had a lot of resolve because Melbourne came out of the out of the gates with a million miles an hour energy, just threw everything at the Parramatta Eels. They had a couple of tries disallowed early. Um, and then Parramatta did really well to kind of wrestle themselves back into the game and go tit for tat, and then put themselves in a position at the end of the game to create their own luck. And what are the Eels, what, what's the record of the Eels in Melbourne like? Uh, it's getting better. Like we've, <laughs> we've won three in a row now against Melbourne. Wow. Um, but yeah, so but if, you, if you asked um, over the last 10 years, probably... Very, very poor. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Tim, I mean, no one has a really good nah. record in Melbourne against Melbourne, do they? Yeah, correct, exactly. And they, they love playing there. And, um, you know, I thought it was a really good effort by Paramount. They, they're they getting a lot better at travelling and playing on the road. That was always a, a thing that they struggled with in the past, and they, they're doing a lot better with that. Um, and like I said, the, the most pleasing part was the ability to get their way back into the game without throwing in the, the white flag and saying, you know, it's too hard. They, they got back in there and... And did a Melbourne to Melbourne. They kind of out, outlasted Melbourne. Yeah, right. Well, and then there's two Sydney teams you might like to talk about too. I think they are very impressive, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Yeah, well, I, I didn't see that Rabbitohs performance coming. I, I thought they're going to struggle this year. I think, you know, no Wayne Bennett, no Adam Reynolds. Uh, yeah, two of their key masterminds in the last few years. Uh, but, they, you know, they played really good footy and I thought they were, you know, they are definitely outclassed the Roosters. It looked a really... They looked a bit scrappy, the Roosters, um, but you know, it's, I, I don't know whether South had a lot of emotion while in this game where they go up for this week. I think we'll see how they go next week in terms of backing that up. Yeah. Uh, and the Sharks, the Sharks, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. Uh, Craig Fitzgibbon, great signing for them, but also you know, Nico Hines, uh, Finucane, guys like that are really bringing a, a winning culture to that club and they're finding a way to win and they're just classy the way they play. I just see News Limited papers today. I mean, all the talk was about Latrell and Manu leading into this match. Uh, Latrell and Manu both scored tries, were both emotional when they scored tries. 
And then at the end of the match, you know, hugged it out, which was their first apparently face-to-face meeting since that incident seven months ago when, when Latrell broke his jaw. But it looks like Cody Walker became involved with, with Manu the post-match and the, virtually Lindsay Collins had to step in and separate. No one really knows what they are talking about, but they, they, it goes without saying, but there's plenty of feeling between these two sides, isn't there? Oh, it's always been. It's been there forever. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Craig Walker found a way to get himself into it. Mine has seen like such a, you know, like a gentle, quiet guy. So to see him even fire up after this one try, I said, obviously there's a, there's a lot of passion between these two teams. Um, you know, I think it's, it's just set up a, another great rematch for when they meet again later in the year. Yeah. What were the real reasons that the Titans gave up 22 points, um, do you think, Tim? Oh, Ricky Stewart's uh, master speech at half-time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was watching Ricky in the box, and I was thinking, this guy must be fuming. I don't know what he, what he said at half-time, but they are um, a completely different side. And it just goes to show, Hills, uh, you know, when you've got momentum in the game, how hard it is to stop. And that, that game was definitely two different halves of momentum. The first half, all the momentum and energy and belief was with the Titans, and it completely flipped once the team got it. Titans, the young Titans, they didn't know how to stop it. Yeah. And and sometimes they, you know, heard we have, Jamin Jolliffe was on with us last week and he sort of said they were a bit generous at the breakdown. You know, they didn't they didn't lie, slow the, play the ball down well enough. Uh, it wasn't really defensive lapses, but uh, they just couldn't stop it. Was that, would that be the same again? Yeah, same thing. Once the game got too fast, they, could, they didn't know how to like, slow the pace back down to their pace and, and get back in the game. Yeah. They just lost control of the game. That said, there's so many positive signs for the Gold Coast Titans. Like, there's lots to be excited about. It's a really good young bunch. But a lot of that comes with experience. So, you know, once a lot of their players get a bit more senior, a bit more experience, they'll be able to find a way to slow the pace down when they need to and speed it up when they need to. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that leads us uh, to <laughs> to Suncorp Stadium yesterday afternoon. I mean, uh, I was around the precinct yesterday afternoon. There was a lot of excitement, people in Broncos jerseys. Best part of 40,000 there, which was... You know, it's certainly one of the biggest crowds we've seen around this pandemic times. But it was, look, at the end of the day, the, a penalty try and a, and a late try were the only times that the Bronx crossed. Yeah, I think I, I love the excitement in Brisbane because it's good for the game when Brisbane's excited about their team. But I think it's a little bit premature. You look at their first two wins, and I, like, they did well, and it, it was definitely a better, a much improved performance compared to last year. But I just think it still could be a bit of a longer year for them. I, just, I don't know if it's if it's the top eight year for them. Um, that said, the Cowboys are starting to um, you know, show some really good signs. They're, they're showing a team that wants to play and wants to win, which we haven't seen for the last 12 months. So I'm really excited for the Cowboys, but the Broncos have still got a bit of work to do. Yeah, how was Tal Malala? How did he play yesterday? No, he was good. He went, he, went well. he went well. And the thing is, like everyone judges Tal Malala based on his running mate. For some reason, that's a stat that everyone looks at. You, know, you look at last year, they were losing by 20 points every week. So when you're losing by that much, it means you're not having much ball. So it doesn't matter if you're the most amazing runner in the world. If you don't have the ball, you can't make metres. And, uh, you know, he was a product of that last year. And now that they're starting to get a bit more fair share of the ball, um, all of a sudden his metres are naturally going up. And uh, it's great to see Tom Waller playing um, that footy that we love seeing him play. And getting a bit of assistance from the other forwards, in particular this kid, this Jeremiah Nanai, mate, he's... Uh He's getting headlines in Brisbane or across Queensland today. Only just 19, as I said at the start of the show. He's only a few weeks into, you know, his 19th year. 
three tries. Uh, he, jo- he joins an elite there, including JT. They're cautiously optimistic about keeping him, but they're going to hold off negotiations until round six, six at the behest of his management, uh, you know, hoping that he, he can add a couple of noughts to his uh, contract negotiations. And right at the moment, he's doing that, isn't he? Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad play. If I was, um, if I was his manager, I'd want to hold off a bit as well because every week he's playing, his market value is going up and up. Um, that said, you know, like I think I hope it's not coming from the club's point of view because I've, I've seen some clubs in the past put a hold on negotiations and then end up losing a player because another club sort of suits in there. So if I was Cowboys, I'd be doing everything I can to lock him in as soon as possible. Yeah, they're respecting the club. Um, they're respecting the management at the moment. It is the management that's holding it off till till okay. round six. So that's not too bad. Uh, Cohen Hess might be a big injury for the Cowboys and Queensland. Yeah, he's been yeah well, you'd think he'd be a Queensland Maroons uh, starter for sure. And, you know, he's been great this year. And you talk about Tom Ola, it's guys like Cohen Hess that have lifted their game that made Tom Ola's job a lot easier. Um, yeah, I don't know how, how bad the injury is, but I hope for uh, the Cowboys, not for the Queensland Maroons. That, well, maybe not the Maroons, but for the Cowboys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, overview, mate. I mean, I know... We've only got, after three rounds, we've only got one team on maximum points, on the six points. Then you've got the Cows, the Sharks, the Knights, Storm, Raiders, Bronx, etc., all on four points. But, look, until Barnett's send off the other other day, I thought the Knights were right in it. They were sticking it to the Panthers. So who's been the standout? Is it the obvious that the Panthers are the standout after three rounds, or have you got a Smokey that you can throw in there? Um, my smoke would probably be, I think that the Sharks are a team that are, are really going under the radar that could do some damage towards the end of the year. Um, but I also think the standout, and I'm being advised here, but the Tabitha Eels, the way they won against the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, yeah. that's the sign of a team that can win a comp. You know, they, they showed some really you know, class performances across the park. Uh, and the, the reason why anyone can win the comp this year, and a team like Parramatta could definitely do it, is... There's no, there's no standout powerhouses. Like in the past, we had a, a Melbourne Storm team, you know, with a, your Cameron Smith, your Cooper Cronks, and you had your, your Thurston, your Cowboys, and your Roosters had your Sunny Bills. And your, but at the moment, there's no team that, there's like, while Penrith are a strong team, they're still a young team. Yeah. Roosters aren't showing any signs of being the powerhouse that they used to be. Uh, you know, Melbourne Storm are beatable. So it's, it's anyone's comp this year. I think it's really exciting. And on top of that, the rule changes have really made it um, a much of a much closer uh, contest. You know, those penalties now, instead of the six to goes, it's starting to bring the game back in. So you can be a team that maybe um, isn't, you know, as polished as a, the team you're playing against. But if you play your cards right, you win the game. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I reckon this new the change, the, just the tweak to the six again has been one of the best decisions they've made. And we've only seen it for three rounds. The other thing we've got to m- uh, mention, and I know every Panthers fan will tell us in a heartbeat, is that they haven't had Cleary for the first three rounds either. Yeah, exactly. And they, you know, they, played, they did it on the weekend without Cleary, Fisher, Harris. Um, uh, There's a, a, a bunch of their best players still out, so they did really well. Um, and it's going to be survival of the fittest this year, I think. Whichever team can get through the season the most unscathed with injuries towards the end of the year is the team that probably take it out. Um, and, and there is a bit of a lack of depth. There's not many teams that can afford to lose key players and win a competition. So 
uh, it's got to be whoever can you know, keep the, the guys in the paddock the longest. And you certainly don't need to be the victim of a lazy elbow into the jaw. Um, <laughs> how, how big do you think the uh, punishment might be? Oh, my, if it was my guess, I'd say probably four or five weeks. I think, um, you know, there's no real excuse for it. The guy was, you know, the the new cut, the penalty player was unassuming. Didn't expect it to come. Uh, a, a throat, an elbow to the throat, he's just uncalled for and I think he's going to be in a bit of trouble for that. Yeah, and both men probably lucky that the jaw didn't break. It, it doesn't seem to be a yeah, massive yeah, injury. Yeah, for both people. Yeah, but it was... Sorry, Tim. Yeah, it was a real throwback throat. stuff, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, exactly. It was. Um, I thought I was watching the '80s all over again. It was um, <laughs> something I've seen for a while. But the point, you know, the sad thing is, it, it ruined the game because you can't really get a measuring stick for how yeah. one how Newcastle were going and two how because Penrith would have obviously dropped their guard and probably cruised into cruise control the rest of the game, so they didn't play their best footy. Um, Newcastle they showed a lot of fight before that happened, and you don't know how they would have finished the game. So it's a bit of a, a disappointment in terms of seeing where both teams are at. Yeah. The only other thing was, was last night. Uh, we don't get much of an indication given the amount of rain that uh, uh, in that Manly Dogs game. I thought the Dogs were okay, the DCE with the, the field goal, but the, the, I think the big thing for all Manly fans that come out of it, uh, Turbo was back to somewhere near his best, involved and, and really wanting to be a part of the game. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, you keep talking about round, it's round three. I think uh, it's funny how quickly uh, Manly fans, even just general and our all supporters, forget how things changed last year for Manly. This could be the, the monkey off the back from them. They got their first two points, and now they can go back to playing with a bit of confidence, a bit more belief. Um, I've got no doubt Manly will still be in the top eight and swinging towards the end of the season. Uh, great stuff. Hey, Tim, thanks. Really appreciate you joining us today from Sydney. SEN commentator and Eels legend. Very happy man today after the Eels got home in Golden Point uh, to beat the Storm in Melbourne. So that was one of the highlights of Round 3. So much more to talk about, and we've uh, we've touched on plenty, but we'll just see what the judiciary does uh, now as far as Mitch Barnett goes. Tim Matter, thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Mate, Australia's most satisfied NBN customers. Internet from just $59. Heels, search mate online. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, if you want to join us on the, the Becker Watt Lawyers text line, your building and construction law experts, that number is 0467 736 736 0467 SEN SEN. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.